Hello, this is Snigdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 29th of June. The Rajasthan police filed a charge sheet today against Pehlu Khan for cow smuggling. Perfectly normal, considering Pehlu Khan was lynched to death two years ago in Alwar, Rajasthan. Charged posthumously, Pehlu Khan has been accused under Sections 5, 8 and 9 of the Rajasthan Bovine Animal Act, which deals with prohibition of slaughter and regulation of temporary migration or export. The charge sheet also names his two sons, Irshad and Arif, and the owner of the pickup truck that was used for transporting the cattle on April 1, 2017. How do you deal with your dead father being charge sheeted? Khan's eldest son, Irshad, was quoted by the Indian Express as saying that their hopes from the new government were shattered after the latest development. The charge sheet that comes months after the Congress formed a government in the state was presented in the court of the additional Chief Judicial Magistrate in Behror on May 29th this year. Last year, the previous BJP government in Rajasthan had filed a similar charge sheet against two associates of Khan who were also attacked by the mob. Khan was a 55-year-old resident of Jaisingpur village in New District of Mewat. He had left his village to purchase cattle in order to increase milk production for Ramzan. Surrounded by a mob of cow vigilantes, Khan had tried to save himself by showing his purchase receipts but was lynched with rods and sticks. The Faridabad police in Haryana said today that two people, including a woman, have been arrested in connection with the murder of Congress state spokesperson Vikas Chaudhary. Chaudhary was shot dead by unidentified gunmen in the city on Thursday morning. A police press release tweeted by Additional Director General of Police Navdeep Singh Work said that Naresh and Roshni were arrested for allegedly conspiring with a person identified as Kaushal to kill Chaudhary. The police press release said, and I quote, Roshni and Naresh procured and made available weapons to the accused, Vikas and Sachin, who were involved in firing along with one or two other persons, unquote. Fifteen people died and three were injured when the wall of a housing society collapsed last night in Pune. According to district authorities, the wall of Alcon Stylus Housing Society in Kodwa area collapsed on an adjoining labour camp of an under-construction site next to the building at 2am on June 29th. The labourers were sleeping inside the tin shed when the wall collapsed due to heavy rains. Teams from the NDRF and Fire Brigade rushed to the spot to rescue the injured and retrieve the dead. There were four children among the dead. All of the deceased and injured are from Bihar. Pune collector Naval Kishore Ram told News Laundry, and I quote, We are doing every bit possible to assist the families of the victims. We have coordinated with the Airport Authority of India and will send the bodies of the deceased persons to their respective villages. The injured persons, as well as the families of the deceased, will also be provided with compensation. Unquote. Prime Minister Modi concluded his three-day G20 summit in Japan today. On the final day, he invited G20 member countries to join a global coalition on disaster resilience, saying that disasters hit the poor people the most. While speaking at a summit session, he said, and I quote, Disaster-resilient infrastructure is required not only for development but is also necessary to combat natural calamities. In this regard, I stressed upon the need of an international coalition in the G20 conference of Buenos Aires in 2018." Modi also emphasized on healthcare, including India's traditional healing methods, yoga and Ayushman Bharat, his government's health insurance scheme. However, it is important to note that India refused to sign the Osaka track, 
a framework to promote cross-border data flow with enhanced protections launched at the G20 summit by Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe yesterday. The initiative seeks to standardize rules of global movement of data with enhanced protection for personal information and intellectual property and cybersecurity. Makkal Nidhi Mayam President Kamal Hassan voiced concerns over the safety of the country's first proposed away-from-reactor facility of the Kudankulam nuclear power plant. He said never in history have governments spoken the truth about atomic equipment. Calling the word away from the term away from reactor as vague, he demanded a definition of it from the government. He said, and I quote, even five feet can be away. It is a layman's question, I accept, but still it has to be defined, unquote. He mentioned the Fukushima disaster as an example and claimed that the people of Tamil Nadu, who are opposed to the power plant, have been at the receiving end of the center's arrogance. They are now fighting against waste which he alleged was dumped from the plant. He said, and I quote, This shows the center's arrogance to implement what they want. Unquote. Claiming that there has been no research and development on radioactive disasters, he added, and I quote, Any technology without safety can be dangerous. We are scared about it. Unquote. President Donald Trump told reporters today that Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman has been doing a spectacular job. He repeatedly refused to answer whether he would talk to the Saudi leader about the slaying of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. A week after a United Nations report implicated bin Salman in the death of Jamal Khashoggi, Trump said it was a great honor to meet the crown prince and stressed the business partnership between the US and Saudi Arabia. Trump did not respond to repeated questions from reporters about the killing of Khashoggi. However, he did note that the Saudis are prosecuting people for the crime. He said, and I quote, I'm very unhappy about the whole thing, unquote. During their meeting, Trump and the Saudi prince did discuss US weapon sales to the kingdom, as well as ideas on how to contain Iran and its threat to renew a program that could be used to make nuclear weapons. Reigning champions USA narrowly defeated hosts and favourites France in the quarterfinals of the FIFA Women's World Cup last night. A brace by attacking winger Megan Rapinoe secured the win. On being asked by a reporter about the White House dinner if USA manages to win the World Cup, Megan Rapinoe, who came out as a lesbian in 2012, said, and I quote, I'm not going to the fucking White House, unquote. The 33-year-old has been extremely open in her attack of President Trump, claiming he's a sexist and misogynist, and that his administration does not care about LGBTQ citizens and racial and gender equality. Naturally, the leader of the free world had to weigh in. President Trump warned Rapino in a series of tweets, and I quote, Meghan should win before she talks. Finish the job. Meghan should never disrespect our country, the White House or our flag. Unquote. Rapino responded by putting in a perfect display in the quarterfinal against France. Her first goal was a free kick from a tight angle on the left, while her second was a well-placed shot in the 65th minute, after USA hit France on the counter-attack. Rapino is one of the three leading goal scorers in the FIFA Women's World Cup. Now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Do watch the latest episode of TV Nuisance where Manisha talks about Anjana Om Kashyap's shameful reporting from Muzaffarpur. The episode is titled Kyuki Anjana Bhi Kabhi Journalist Thi. So you know what's waiting for you. Don't miss out. Also, do read Ayush's intensive ground report from Muzaffarpur where he visited families affected by the acute encephalitis syndrome. 
One thing that the media has failed to highlight while covering encephalitis child deaths is how it is only affecting the most poor families in Bihar. Ayush's report, on the other hand, bridges the gap. Do read it. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.